Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in here on a Tuesday morning. Um, I need about 10 more minutes before I'm ready to do the show here. I'm filling out the online police <laughs> report on KCPD, and, you know, it's, it's going to take me a second. I, I can take over, so it's not a problem. Uh, <laughs> KCPD, little, little trouble on the plaza was there, Jamie. So this is not the first time this has happened in this building. Uh, The reason I remember that is because we had to get our locks changed maybe five or six months ago. Um, But, you know, I had a very important package arrive from Walmart yesterday. Is there such a thing as a very important package from Walmart? Does that exist? Facial cleanser is very important for a lady to have. Fair enough. Fair enough. Absolutely. That $10 package, very, very important. (laughs) So, and I get free delivery from Walmart. So, yes, Ah, that allows me to be lazy. That's that's, a timeout. That's a credit card perk, isn't it? It is a credit card perk, yes. I got it. Okay, good. I don't think it's that expensive to buy. It's 15 bucks a month, I think, if if you wanted it. But I would only do it if it was if it was free. So they text me at 245 yesterday and they say, hey, we've left your package on the front steps. I was napping. Rarity for me, but I was. I wake up at 330 and I go out there and it's gone. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. The picture on my phone that they send you to prove they dropped it off shows it's there, but it's gone. And I encounter a couple of people leaving. There's like a breezeway in our building, which is normally where they put packages. I don't know why you would ever just put something on the front steps. There's an unlocked door there. All you have to do is push on it and it gets you into a breezeway. Why would you leave it in the middle of the front steps? So I pass a couple of people that are walking out through that breezeway ahead of me. And then I notice my package is gone and I see them get into a vehicle and drive away. Later last night, I get an email from our building management saying three packages in all were taken and we have a pretty good security camera system in that area uh and so we have pictures clear as day yeah. of these two people i was gonna say some of my wedding pictures didn't come out that well that's <laughs> that's really nice that's good work and apparently what i what i learned then is that they were able to get a hold of keys to some units in the building wow through a different theft they just didn't have a key to get in that first door they hit they didn't have a building key they just had some unit keys. They didn't get in the building. They try. I, I assume they tried. Uh, sure. But they didn't get in the building. Good thing. But they did swipe everything that was out there. So the moral of this story is that thieves can expend the effort to see if the outside door is open, but delivery people can't. Correct. Got it. Yes. Okay. All right. Correct. Sure. Now, uh, silly question here. When you get your unit keys, do mm-hmm. they have your unit number on them? No. Okay. All right. Good. So they got somebody's key, but they didn't necessarily know which apartment they had a key to. Correct. But it's not 
a huge building. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could go around and testing so, all the doors, but yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you might run into somebody who's home that would wonder why, <laughs> why did you just stick a key in my door and try to get in here? It's also small enough that a lot, of, I mean, usually we know everybody that's in the building because yeah. we just see each other often enough. I don't because I work these weird hours, so I'm not leaving eight o'clock in the morning like everybody else. But it was amazing how confidently they walked out of the building. I thought they, I thought they lived here. I thought those packages belonged to them. They were carrying a couple of boxes out with them. I still don't, maybe they already had my Walmart bag. They looked like they were just new residents of the building. They were walking confidently outside. They paid me no attention when I walked out there and drove off. So uh, KCBD lets you file an online report. They came out here this morning. That was exciting. Um, I like that when you have to choose your incident type, it says lost property is not a theft. There's, you have to click your category of what the crime is. Uh-huh. It's theft valued at less than $2,000. My $10 bottle <laughs> of facial cleanser that I hope they enjoy very much. You should get better facial cleanser. Then it would be a felony. <laughs> no, no kidding. Um, and it says on there, the definition, your property is taken without your permission. Lost property is not a theft. <laughs> I love it because they give examples. Your yard ornament is stolen. Your jacket is stolen from the backseat of your vehicle. Your hubcaps are stolen, etc. <laughs> like they have to further explain what theft means. Hubcaps theft. That's uh, it's a big deal these days. It goes right along with keying cars. Um, <laughs> Which means somebody has tried to report items that were lost yeah. as being taken when they were just lost. Sure. Or this wouldn't be there. Because there are some things nobody would want. I mean, what would be really funny is if they they got home and they were like, $10 facial cleanser, and then brought it back. They were like, eh, we don't want this. (laughs) It's it's fine. You take it. Um, Now, you you saw them leaving. Yeah. So as as I recall from reading some of the, the details on this, no license plate? Nobody got a license plate? Well, you didn't know that they shouldn't be there. So why, I was the only one why, that saw the vehicle because so I was the only you, one that was out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't memorize every license plate of every car you see leaving the building. And I couldn't have seen it anyway because they pull, if you're going to pull up on, on the street that I live on, it's quite a ways to get to the front door from the street. Uh-huh. And so I wouldn't have seen it. There's no way I would have seen the license plate. I, and it was blocked by the first row of cars. All I can tell you is what color it was. Because I didn't know I should have been paying more attention to it. Sure. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you had no reason to believe that they were up to anything. Um, I, I, I want to try to ask this in a way that doesn't seem accusatory. But what, okay. what was the attitude of the cops when they showed up? Very nice. Were they? Okay, good. They were cool. Good. Yeah, they were very cool. I mean, did, did they seem interesting? Because, I mean, it would be easy. You, you, when you've got people who deal with murders and assaults and all of that stuff, and you go, yeah. well, my $10 facial cleanser was yeah. stolen. For them to go, really, lady? Okay, come on. But they, they were so, good about it? And it was our building. We have an HOA in the building because this is a building of condos, not apartments, and so there's an HOA. And so it's the HOA president that makes the call in situations like that. So she called KCPD this morning. Because again, it was two other packages, not just mine. And yeah. I don't know what was in those. So she called at like 8.30 this morning and said, it's not a hurry. We're around all day. Let us know when you have time. And and they came pretty quickly. And they were they were cool. And he's like, I can take your report since you're here. I'm like, I can do it online. You don't have to stay here. 
Good. This okay. This is not, you know, but they were awesome. That's good to know. Yeah, it, just about every, inter- save one, just about every interaction I've had with police has been exactly like that. It, it's been, well, actually two now, but uh, the, yeah, the, most of the, the overwhelming majority, not that I have that many interactions with cops. I don't want to give a say, false impression here, but over time, you know, sometimes you get in a, in a little fender bender or whatever, and yeah, they, they have been more than helpful, which I think speaks well of the industry as a whole. Really, the part of this that I really am just annoyed by are the things I have to do now. Like, I have to file the report with KCPD. Yeah. The next thing I have to do is contact Walmart and tell them, and hopefully they believe me, that this item was stolen, that I did, I'm not just asking for a free one, but that the item actually was stolen. And hopefully they just believe that instead of me having to somehow attach the police report. Right. It, it's just these things now that are just irritating well at least you have the police report so here's what yes. we do here's what we do we call matt fleener we have him do a big news story on this Get and on then, it. right and then and then you know when walmart gives you any stick uh, you can say hey look here's the news story see they stole my cleanser uh, matt fleener said so it must be true yes yes so <laughs> i just and i just like i said this is not the first time this has happened yeah we just had to change locks like six months ago so um just annoying, but tis, tis the season now where they just, and again, I go to the Walmart, I don't know who it was. Why do you just put it in the middle of the front steps instead of pushing on that door to see if maybe it opens to a breezeway, which yeah. it does? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can almost see it in that, uh, you know, not that I'm going to rush to their defense because they really should. I mean, leaving it outside is like a beacon. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they, they probably run up against 800 locked apartment doors a day. Mm-hmm. So they just figure they all are and, and why try, but you're right. They should, I mean, they should grab the doorknob or just push or whatever. Uh, I want to clear something up real quick. Cause somebody had a question on the text line. The examples you were reading before were examples of things that do qualify as that. Correct. Somebody examples was under the impression. They were like, wait a minute. If somebody steals something out of your yard, that's not that. No, no, no. That is theft. They were differentiating between that and just you lost it and went, somebody must have stolen it. <laughs> you don't call the cops for that. If you don't know for a fact somebody came by and took it, then it's not theft. And I wonder how long of a process this is going to be here to see what this because it's a lot of questions after that that you have to confirm and, and all these kinds of things. So, <laughs> All right, I, and, and I have to do one more because the, this text just came in too. The plaza sounds awful. Okay, you show <laughs> me where in town porch pirates haven't hit yet. Honestly, <laughs> really, if, I, if that's the moral you took from that story, you're not paying attention, friend. I was going to say, I mean, if this is how you've decided that the plaza is awful, you have missed all the rage about the kids causing all the trouble yeah. and the occasional shooting and, oh, listen, you know, yeah, other stuff. Go door to door in Overland Park. Start knocking on doors and asking how many people have had a, a package stolen off of their front porch. I guarantee you, you're going to get an awful lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. This is a first world problem, right? Walmart <laughs> delivered my $10 package because I have a credit card no, that gives me that perk for free. But this I, is first world. I, I'll give you some cover on that, though, because any theft like that, I, I, I've, I've talked about this before. The one that really galls me to this day is the fact that someone that I worked with years ago took $2 out of my wallet. 
No, the $2 doesn't make a difference. It's the violation. It, it's that, you know, the, this was mine. You had no right to it. What are you doing debasing yourself by stealing my $10 cleanser? I, I understand what you, what that's about. I hate theft. And I don't know why. I just have this visceral reaction to it that's more so than other things. I mean, you can come at me. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. But but stealing stuff from me, I mean, it just it's such a, a cowardly violation of just what I, I guess we, we all assume is going to be somewhat safe. Somebody just asked on the text line, why do you feel Walmart is responsible? Well, they're not. Well, in part, well, I mean, yeah. I have to contact them be, for the refund because that's where I got the product, maybe they're not, but they decide who is going to deliver the packages. Maybe it's my fault. I mean, maybe it's my fault for not putting in the delivery instructions to, I, I just assume that's, you, you just would know, you see a building that probably has an outer door and an inner door and you put it in the inner door. So it's not just sitting outside. Could be. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, that, I mean, it's not that they're necessarily responsible. They weren't the thief, but they did. Their actions made it a much more likely scenario. It was much more likely to happen because they didn't put it inside the door where, where you can't see it from the street. So, yeah, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I mean, if they don't refund you, are, yeah. are you going to escalate that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, hopefully... Hopefully Walmart does it like Amazon does. Like usually when this has happened before and you contact Amazon, Amazon generally is really good about like, we just believe you, you know, as long as you are not claiming every package we deliver sure. has been stolen. Usually they're pretty good about it. A couple of you have said Walmart will not be replacing it. We will find out. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, because I, I really, I can see that going either way. I can also see Walmart going really 10 bucks. Okay, whatever. Right. Just here, write it off and send the lady a refund. So that's my saga for the day. So during commercial breaks, that's Fun likely while. what I'll be doing is, is finishing the report. All right, coming up, uh, we will move to the story out of Colorado. Uh, they have made a decision. They say this is just a case-by-case -case basis when it comes to this privacy uh, ruling here. We'll get to this coming up here on KMBZ. 913-586-7798, the phone number to get in here. Uh, coming up after 1030, we're going to talk about what happened in St. Louis that's getting a lot of attention with a police officer firing shots at a school. Always a good combination, so we'll get to that coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, but we go to Colorado first here for a few minutes because the Supreme Court of Colorado State has upheld something that some would wonder, privacy violation? Oh, boy, is it ever. I mean, <laughs> okay, here's what happened. There, there was an arson. They knew there was, there was an arson, and they were investigating this. And somebody came up with a, an idea in terms of investigating the arson. When I say somebody, I mean somebody inside the police department. And they said, okay, here's what we'll do. Let's go and go to Google, and we'll ask them if anybody over the last 15 days before this arson searched for that address. And then we'll kind of investigate it from there and see if there's any reason to believe that anybody who searched for that address on Google would have a reason to be there or if anybody lives in the area, that kind of thing. So they went to Google and Google said, well, we're not giving you names, but what we will do is give you IP addresses. 
So your IP address connects usually, if you're doing that search from home, it would connect to your home network. Um, so they they did that. And then the police got another warrant. And this is where things start to get really hairy. And the stories that I, out of ABC News, if anybody wants more detail on this. Um, so the search warrant came from Denver police requiring Google to give the IP address of anyone who had searched over 15 days for the address of this home that was on fire. I guess they went back and forth about this quite a bit about how this was going to be done. And in the end, uh, Google said, here's what we can live with doing. Uh, They gave police a spreadsheet of 61 searches made by eight accounts and gave the IP addresses for those accounts, but no names. They looked into it. Five of the IP addresses were based in Colorado and police got the names of those people through another search warrant. Eventually, police identified three teens as suspects. And somehow, this went all the way to the Colorado Supreme Court, uh, whether this was legal for them to do. Because effectively, what they did is they manufactured evidence that they had no reason to believe was the case and then got the second search warrant based on that manufactured evidence. I mean, for them to to even get the warrant the first time, I'm I'm a little confused about how they were able to get a judge to sign off on that one because they had no evidence at that point that whoever committed the arson searched for that address on Google. They were just guessing. Yeah. You can't, how, how can we find out yeah. who might have done this? How do you get a search warrant based on a guess? So what they said was... Uh, the Supreme Court said it was not making a broad proclamation on the constitutionality of such warrants and said it was ruling on the facts of just this one case. Well, it doesn't matter what you mean to do. (laughs) This now is going to be the precedent for the next time this is going to, frankly, police are going to see this as something they can do and get through the Supreme Court and they're going to do it again. Right. And and there's nothing, there's nowhere else for this to go. In case you're wondering, okay, is this something that could conceivably end up at the doors of the U.S. Supreme Court? It can't because it's a state case. It's not a federal case. So the Supreme Court has no standing here. You would have to wait for another thing to happen where state lines were crossed and, and this same kind of search was done. But curiously, and I think this is probably why they did it the way that they did it, not that this Supreme Court would necessarily be, you know, would have any animosity toward what they did. But uh, what they did is when they got the initial round of IP addresses from Google, they kicked out all of the IP addresses that were outside the state of Colorado. Yes. Yeah. So that's they were immediately excluding anybody who was outside their jurisdiction, keeping it from becoming a federal case, potentially. But like I said, they had no idea that any such Google search was ever done on that address. They were it was a shot in the dark. Now, it happened to be a shot in the dark that worked out. But that doesn't mean you should get a, a, a search warrant for that. And the the dissent that was written by, it was not a unanimous decision by the Colorado Supreme Court, and the dissent that was written by one of the dissenters said exactly that, that the worry is that this is going to mean that all Google searches in the state of Colorado are now subject to that kind of search. Because, like you said, whether the court says it's supposed to set precedent or not doesn't mean anything. Right, yeah, her... um there were two judges that dissented and one of them said at the risk of sounding alarmist. And she said exactly what we said. I fear that by upholding this practice, the majority's ruling today gives constitutional cover to law enforcement seeking unprecedented access to the private lives of individuals. 
the argument that they seem to be using, they keep coming back to the fact that they didn't have names. All they had were IP addresses and not Google didn't give them names. That's how they seem to be getting out of it. But then they got the second search warrant based on the first search warrant and said, here, we have all these IP addresses that, that searched for this. And then another judge or potentially the same judge signed another search warrant and said, go, go back to Google and get the names. I, and I just how do you, the second search warrant was based on a faulty first warrant. How the Colorado Supreme Court saw fit to let this stand is just I, I, I do not understand. it. I don't understand how that happens. Um, yeah, there were some major sentences in this case. Uh, one of these teens was sentenced to 10 years behind bars. Um, and I don't know about the other two, but, um, yeah, they are asking for that evidence to be thrown out yeah. and for this to be all, all of it to be thrown out. So really interesting. And again, anybody else that wants to do that will say there is precedent for us being allowed to do this. Sure. And, so. and to the texter who said, it's called investigating. No, what it's called is a Fourth Amendment violation. Right. You have a right to be secure in your person and your effects, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause. How do you get probable cause out of, let's see if anybody searched for that address? We will definitely keep an eye on it and see what else comes out of that. All right, we'll take a break here. Coming up, we will go to St. Louis. We have a St. Louis County police officer who's in trouble for allegedly firing gunshots at a school event. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back here on a Tuesday morning on KMBZ. Uh, so this is the danger when you get somebody who works in radio to come as a guest on your show. 
they got to finish news on their own station before they can come on. <laughs> Colin said it was the first time he's called a guest and then was put on hold yeah. by the person he called. So, <laughs> Will, yeah, so we'll catch up with Michael Calhoun. Oh, as a matter of fact, yeah, we, we have him online now. We'll get to him in just a second. But, yeah, this story uh, happened over the weekend in St. Louis where a trunk-or-treat event was going on at an elementary school in Kirkwood. And to describe Kirkwood for just a minute, um, think Leewood. Okay, it's okay. it's very idyllic. Um, and as a matter of fact, it's not a direct comparison. Kirkwood is the kind of place where they get together a couple of times a year during the summer and have ice cream socials. Fine. I mean, okay. yeah, it's it's that kind of place. Uh, relatively upscale, and uh, you know, just a really nice St. Louis suburb. And they were having this trunk or treat event at uh, Tillman Elementary School, which is on the north side of Kirkwood. And all of a all of a sudden, things went terribly wrong. So we bring in Michael Calhoun, a reporter and anchor for KMOX Radio, uh, our sister station in St. Louis, to see if we can sort some of the details out of this. Michael, welcome in. Hey, John. How's it going? Going very well. It's good to hear your voice. And we, boy, my sons alerted me to this and said, did you hear what happened at our old school? And boy, what a crazy story. Take us through this one. How did reports first start to come out about shots fired at a trunk or treat? Yeah, this is, uh, and, and your description of Kirkwood, John, is spot on. It's the kind of place where people really do walk to school along the sidewalk. The sidewalks are filled. People go into shops. It's very, you use the word idyllic, and that's the perfect uh, word to describe uh, the Kirkwood-Webster area of uh, St. Louis County. And so this was a trunk-or-treat event, which, you know, these are held so that parents don't have to be concerned about their kids after dark, late night, knocking on strangers' doors. It's supposed to be a safe place for parents and, and families to go, and this was a trunk-or-treat trade for an elementary school that was on the parking lot of a middle school uh, parking lot. And uh, so it was underway. One of the parents, uh, who is Officer Matthew McCullough, who's a St. Louis County police officer and the son of the longtime uh, former St. Louis County prosecutor, Bob McCullough, had been on the department since uh, 2017, uh, was at this trunk or treat, uh, hundreds of children, adults present. And uh, according to the probable cause statement, he began approaching different uh, attendees and saying, quote, you are going to die. Uh, made some threatening uh, movements, fired his gun into the air, some parents shoved him to the ground and held him down until officers could arrive. And now he faces 11 counts, uh, including several counts of endangering the welfare of a child and a count of making a terrorist threat. Do you have any sense of why he was there in the first place? Like, like was he there to provide security for a trunk or treat? Was there a, a, a good reason for him to have been there? Uh, he has a uh, child in the district. And so uh, I believe he was there as a parent at this trunk or treat. Has, right. has he been in any trouble that we know of before? I mean, you mentioned his connections with the former prosecutor being his son as well. We'll, we'll get into some of that, but it, do we know if this officer has any kind of disciplinary record that, that shows any kind of bad behavior? No, nothing that we've uh, gotten from St. Louis County Police so that we've been able to find, you know, combing through court records and that sort of thing to try to figure out uh, what his background might be. We did get a statement from uh, St. Louis County Police that says, obviously, they're disappointed to learn that the actions of one of their officers caused a disturbance in the city of Kirkwood. Quote, in a profession where we are called to keep the peace, this display of disregard for safety is concerning. We are gr uh, very grateful that nobody was hurt. Uh, the officer's been placed on unpaid leave, and there's an internal investigation underway. Can we talk about the reaction of the crowd for a second? Because I'm reading versions of this story that give very colorful descriptions of how the, the crowd reacted to this and how kids reacted. What happened? 
Yeah, uh, well, we mentioned that uh, the, the person was taken down uh, by some parents uh, who, uh, who tackled him and took him to the ground. And then yesterday at the school, they did not have classes. Uh, instead, they had, uh, in fact, they had emotional support dogs uh, who were at the school. So yesterday was kind of a, a transition day because this, this is a traumatic experience, especially for children to, to go through and, and for parents to have to explain to their kids uh, what happened here. And, of course, the one thing that everybody is, is is scratching their heads and trying to figure out right now is why? What on earth happened that spurred this kind of behavior from a St. Louis County police officer? Do you have any indication or was he just causing trouble as soon as he got there? Yeah, we don't have any indication as to what might have uh, led up to this or what his reasoning might have been, his motivation, uh, some sort of mental illness, perhaps. Uh, we don't have any kind of information on that. Uh, maybe the best uh, insight that we might be able to glean from this is looking at the charges, and uh, one of them is making a terrorist threat. So I don't know if that uh, lends any insight into prosecutors and investigators, if they think that there was any kind of intent here, uh, or, or if it, there was you know uh, thoughts leading up to this, or if it was a spur of the moment thing, but uh, the charge of making a terrorist threat would seem to, to lend credence to the idea that there was some foresight. Before we get into this guy's history, I just want to be clear about whether anyone was injured with this. Nobody was injured. That okay. is the incredibly grateful part of this entire thing is that uh, it was scary, but nobody was hurt. And as far as, again, the former St. Louis County Prosecutor Bob McCullough, he's a name that, that folks might know, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong on this, but was he, all, uh, was he not the, the St. Louis County Prosecutor during the disturbances in Ferguson? He was. Uh, he, he had been the prosecutor for St. Louis County for decades. His uh, brother is actually had been a former police officer, was just appointed uh, to fill a vacancy as the prosecutor of St. Charles County, which is, uh, you know, second biggest in the St. Louis region, right behind St. Louis County. And so uh, the McCullough family is well known in law enforcement. Bob McCullough's father was a police officer and inspired him to get into the business. Uh, and so Matthew McCullough uh, following in the family footsteps as a St. Louis County police officer. Uh, but again, the department says that he has been placed on unpaid leave for now. Um, his family has put out a statement that's pretty lengthy, um, and I'm sure I'm sure you've seen it. What do you make of what they had to say? Yeah, they're uh, trying to figure out, you know, what uh, what went on behind the scenes with this, what may have uh, caused this to uh, transpire. Uh, and so just like with any kind of situation, you know, they're asking for uh, space for the family. They've had uh, they acknowledge that this has had an incredible emotional impact on uh, so many people for those folks who were there. But they also say that it's had an incredible emotional impact on the, the family as well. Uh, and acknowledging, of course, that they're their history of service in law enforcement that they uh, say we are painfully aware that an incident such as this can and does cause significant trauma to those, especially children and their parents who witness an event. Uh, and they're just asking that the public uh, be patient while the investigation continues. And uh, they're not going to say anything else until the details are out. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, because the very last line in the statement is we will have no further statement, which seems to indicate they're, they're going to close ranks around him for the time being. You mentioned the charges that are pending against him. Do we know what form that took in terms of uh, how those charges were levied? Was he arrested and booked like anybody else would be? He was arrested, uh, had been held uh, on bond in uh, St. Louis County Justice Center uh, on a $500,000 cash-only bond uh, on 11 total charges. And um, I don't have the, the list uh, delineating each of those out, but I believe at least half of them were for uh, endangering the welfare of a child. There have also been comments coming out from law enforcement agencies saying, basically, 
don't worry about a conflict of interest here. You know, we get that it's kind of a small world. We're going to be objective. Well, and the the department that's investigating this is the Kirkwood Police Department, not the St. Louis County Police Department. Uh, St. Louis County has directed all comment uh, to Kirkwood. If anybody is, you know, except for the one statement where they address the fact that he was an employee, uh, in terms of the investigative details, they've directed everybody to Kirkwood, which is an independent police department in St. Louis County for a municipality there. Uh, And Kirkwood, since the charges have been filed, has sent everybody to the St. Louis County Prosecutor's Office, which is obviously a different branch that, you know, they would work together if there's a, a case you know, where this police officer might be a witness, a, a different case. Uh, but for the most part, they're, they're going to be separate agencies there. Uh, and so St. Louis County Police, his employer, has kind of stepped back from this and said, contact everybody else involved if you want any details. Yeah. Is there uh, is there any indication as to whether that unpaid leave has any kind of an end date to it? Are they under any kind of pressure to, uh, to make a decision on whether he's going to have any future with the St. Louis County Police? Or is that the kind of thing that's going to have to wait until the investigation is finished? Yeah, that's going to wait until the investigation's finished. Uh, I haven't seen, you know, in a a situation like this, um, a time period put on administrative leave. I think those kinds of situations are usually dependent on uh, the investigation and the facts of whatever case that led to the leave. uh, When those are determined, nailed down, and uh, are able to be publicly released, and and then they can evaluate. There may also be, you know, some situations uh, in terms of collective bargaining or civil service uh, in terms of uh, his employment. Uh, But uh, at this point, unpaid leave. And there is, uh, in addition to the the legal investigations and the charges, there is an internal investigation uh, by the St. Louis County Bureau of Professional Standards. Wow. So a lot of of action going on surrounding this case, as you might imagine there would be. We'll keep an eye on it from here. Michael Calhoun with KMOX News. Thank you so much for joining us and, and taking us through some of this. Just an incredible story out of St. Louis this weekend. Absolutely, John. Great to hear from you. Yeah, same here. And uh, well, yeah, just I, Jamie. I, I, I mean, even after hearing Michael go through it all, it's still unbelievable that this kind of thing could happen. That not only a parent but a police officer would just show up and start telling people you're all going to die. I have to read to you. We'll take a break. Maybe we'll get to some of this coming up. But um, the version of this that you found out of KSDK, I didn't read this in the last few minutes, but we can read some of this coming up. The descriptions of the look on his face. I mean, there were witnesses that, to this that said, we will never forget the look on his face when he was making some of these threats. He was grinning. Yeah. Um, I mean, ah, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what else to say about it other than uh, that's something out of a movie. Yeah. Um, Sean Horst was there with his eight-year-old son. Corey Sean Horst was there. And he said, the scariest thing I really remember is after those parents tackled him to the ground, he was still smiling. Yeah. So bizarre. He has, in his booking photo, marks all over his face. Looks like he's got a cut uh, just right around the bridge of his nose. And he's got some red marks across his forehead. He's got real close cropped hair. Uh, He's not shaved bald, but it looks like he may have been at one time. And so clearly... Uh, he took the worst of it when it came to uh, them tackling him to the ground. But, I mean, can, can you blame them? I don't think anybody would. Somebody's got a gun out and firing shots around your kids. That's what you do. So congratulations to the parents uh, at Tillman Elementary who decided to take matters into their own hands here and keep him down until the police got there. And who tackled a police officer. Yeah. I mean, when he started this, he um, pulled up his shirt to show his gun and his badge. Yep. And so first, your head's got to go through the idea that this is happening. Then you realize it's a police officer that's doing it. 
and then very quickly decide what are we going to do about this and you tackle a police officer and wouldn't your reaction be is this some kind of sick joke yeah. It, you, what, yeah. What do you mean you're all getting – he shows you the gun on the badge, and you think, okay, that gives him at least some modicum of uh, you know, a, a veneer of respect. And then he starts saying things like that while grinning at you, and that would be my reaction is, hey, you know, dude, that's really not funny. And, yeah. then, the, and then the gun came out. I mean, the fact that he fired shots in this is just – again, it's, it's so baffling. Uh, whatever his problem is, was – I, I certainly hope they get that under control, but he's got a lot to answer for here. I'll just read you one more description, then we'll take a break. He held his gun with a menacing grin on his face and a lifeless look in his eyes and fired five shots and waited for the crowd to react. It was complete chaos. One kid had completely run out of his shoes. Wow. And which direction do you go? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Into the school? Uh, for the school? Well, exactly. And uh, the, the middle school that he mentioned, um, I'm, I'm aware of Tillman because, like I said, my kids went there. Uh, but I, the middle school is a little bit farther away, and by the time they got to that age, we were gone from there. So I've been by it. But, I mean, it's a big parking lot, and that's the thing. It's a big, wide-open space. So, as you said, where do you run? Yeah. If you have thoughts on this, 913-586-7798. Still to come, we will talk about the reward that a woman was given for doing a really, really good job at work. Still to come here on KMBZ. 913-586-7798 is the phone number to get in here. All right. To lighten things up a little bit out of yourtango.com. We have a woman that did a really, really good job at work. Went above and beyond. And so her bosses thought... She deserves a little bit of an award. Not this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I understand they think they're being cute, but it isn't. When you promise, especially somebody who's in your employ, if you say, oh, you did a great job and we're going to give you a little something, something, you give them something that's worthwhile. They offered her dinner for two, which she gladly accepted, figuring that she was going to get, you know, maybe some script or something like that at a local restaurant. No, uh, they handed her a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese and a couple of juice boxes. Ha, ha, get it? Ha, ha. Did they assume she's six years old? <laughs> like I said, I think they probably thought it was cute and funny. I was like, hey, yeah, dinner for two, here you go. Yeah, that's, that's not cool. I, we've talked before about humor only works when you're punching up, not when you're punching right. down. And, uh, yeah, if she's your subordinate, you don't treat somebody like that. And I wonder how she reacted. Like, do you... Do you have, like, remember when you were a kid and you were disappointed in the Christmas gift that you got? Yeah. You had to decide, like, whether you show your disappointment, most kids don't, or most kids do, or fake it so that mom and dad don't feel bad. <laughs> that's, that's what I feel like here is, like, did she express surprise? Like, thinking, oh, this must be a joke. There must be something else. Yeah. I, I wish I knew what she said. Well, yeah, one, one of the commenters, of course, this went up online because that's where you complain about everything. But one of the commenters said, how insulting. I'm surprised they didn't just slap her across the face. That's really what this feels like. You make a good point with the Christmas gifts. It's like, oh, thanks, Aunt Shirley. I was hoping for socks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or the I, ugly sweater. But I, I think in a case like that, you, I, you probably, if they did it in front of everybody, what this reminded me, do you remember the Toyota giveaway? 
No. This was a Hooters restaurant. I believe it was the original one. I believe it was the one uh, in Clearwater. might have been in Tampa, where this happened about 10 or 15 years ago. They had a contest to sell the most wings, and the winner was promised a brand-new Toyota. And they gave her a toy Yoda, a Yoda doll from oh Star God. Wars, and said, ah, here's your toy Yoda. <laughs> yeah, it went over about as well as this didn't. Did that... Um, it's interesting you say that because the next hour we've got a court case to get to uh, about a contest that might be against the law. Did anybody sue? Like, did that person sue? I believe so, and I think she lost. Um, the, the, one, the one thing that was going in her favor is on the flyer that they hung up on the bulletin board in the restaurant, mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, you know, it, it had a picture, like a little line drawing of a car on it. So, okay. you know, they were like, enter a big contest to sell the most wings. And they didn't write it out because if they had, they would have you know, promised something that they didn't deliver. Or it would have been obvious what the joke was. But, I mean, come on. Why would you pull that kind of a joke on people who are working for a living? Yeah. Um, did anybody think it was funny? Yeah. No, Truly. Not in that case. You know. I'll have to yeah. look up and see, yeah, what happened in the Toyota case. Uh, because I, I know there was, in fact, a lawsuit behind it. Let me see if I can find out what the uh, what the, the eventual dis, uh, you know, the disposition on that was. Because that sounds like something that would be absolutely ripe for. Oh, yeah. For a lawsuit like that. It just depends on how they how they spelled it. You know, yeah. because a toy Yoda, although it sounds the same, is not the same letters as the car. Right. Yeah. So like I said, they couldn't have printed it out on the flyer, but there was a picture of a car on it. Uh, she settled. Okay. I'm trying to see what the settlement was. It may not have been disclosed. Uh, her Hopefully attorney's, the price of a car. Her attorney. Yeah, really. Her attorney said that he could not disclose the settlement's details, although he said Perry can now go to a local car dealership and pick out whatever Toyota she wants. Yep. There you go. So I hope you enjoyed your joke. It's now costing you more than if you had just given her the car. Yep. So good job. All right. Uh, Well, we have a couple of minutes to wrap up the hour here. Uh, Story came to us out of the UK. Uh, This woman was kind of upset about some paragliders that were flying overhead. (laughs) I, you know, I hate to laugh at this because it's related to one of the most serious events we have going on in the world right now. But come on, I, I, there, there's some kind of weird effect that happens. And we saw this after September 11th, when everybody was convinced that wherever they lived, their town was going to be the next target of the terror attack. Even mm-hmm. if you live in like a Tumwa, Iowa, where people in, in, in Al-Qaeda have no idea and have never heard of that. They all thought, oh, we're going to be next. Well, this woman was kind of in that same boat. Um she, there were paragliders over the Yorkshire city of Doncaster in the UK. And she freaked out to such an extent because she thought that it was Hamas coming to get her. It was actually not that at all. It was just people paragliding. But uh, she said that she made the connection because the terror group was filmed using powered hang gliders to launch the attack on the Supernova Music Festival that we all heard about that kicked off a lot of the of the hostilities in Israel. But I don't think Doncaster would be their next target. I mean, I guess you never know. I- <laughs> but, because who knows? Uh-huh. You know, you never know, I guess. But there has to, I don't know what the word for that is, but there has to be, like, reasonable, a reasonable assumption, you know, sure. within something within reason, and that would not really be within reason, especially on 
paragliders? Because people do that for recreation a lot. Yeah. So just because you see paragliders in the sky, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're coming down with machine guns. Um, yeah, she, uh, she backtracked later, saying that she thought the paragliders were performing a scare tactic or protest. No, they were just paragliding. I was, it's funny they said, I was just about to say, people shoot guns for fun, too. Yep. But that's not what we're talking about. If she were to hear gunshots, Hamas is not the first place my brain would go, though. No. And, and again, especially a couple of thousand miles away from where the hostilities are located in a town that most of Hamas has probably never heard of. Yes. All right, coming up, we'll talk about Reese's, the contest they have going, might be breaking federal law. Get to that coming up here on KMBC. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 